Hello. All right. We're going to go into today's topic. Welcome back to Jenna's Digest Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Bergu. We are going to talk about possibilities and really I'm going to give you a personal insight into my year of 2023 and why 2024 is about to be one of the busiest years of my entire life to date, okay? And I say this because, and, and I, I don't even want to say like busiest, but really the fullest, the fullest year of my life to date because I have decided to take on a lot, okay? Right off the bat, I'm going to tell you guys what's happening in 2024. First and foremost, we are finishing renovating and selling our home. This will be our last year in the U.S., so we are going to officially be moving back to Europe. More specifically, we are moving back to Romania in 2025. Uh, the date of actually moving in 2025 is not yet solid. Um, we're actually really dependent on what the housing market in America is doing. So we are doing that. So that's number one. Number two. We have started homeschooling since October, so now we're going full in. Um, and then this summer, um, the kids are going to do a um, a like nature day camp, summer camp type of deal. So that will be number two. Number three, uh, the end of February, I will know what prereqs I need to do uh, because I am going to go back to school to get my PhD to be pretty much a holistic doctor in nutrition. The full name of that is uh, being a, having a PhD or a doctor in medical holistic nutrition sciences. That is big. <laughs> That's big. That's going to take me 10 years easily. <laughs> easily. So that's that's what the fourth thing that that we're doing, right? Or the third thing, the third thing that we're doing. And the fourth thing that is happening this year is that we're going to continue working on the nonprofit, which if you have been following me for a little bit of time, I've kind of been mentioning it here and there. I haven't gotten specific with it because uh, there's still some kinks to work out with the nonprofit, and there's just a lot to do with that. Nonetheless, it's still a project that we are working on, right? So we have, in total, right? So we have, um, we have the business, right? We have the online practice. Uh, we have being a mom, taking care of the kids. We have homeschooling. Uh, we have taking care of the house, right? All that. Uh, we have going back to school. We have nonprofit. We have going to the gym because that's a big part of my 2024 is going is coming back to my athleticism, right? Whew. I got out of breath just talking about that. And here's why I'm recording this episode right now. Because this needs to be very much talked about. So many of us, we're scrolling through social media, we're uh, reading articles, maybe we're, we're watching Netflix documentaries, which, 
which now you know not to trust them, <laughs> as per last episode. Um, we're doing so many things that we are ending up comparing ourselves when really we should be saying, this is possible for us. Just because you haven't seen it done doesn't mean that it's not possible. And another point to that is that no matter what, time is still passing by. Time is still going by. It's not like like the next 10 years of your life, they're going to pause because you decided to hit pause, but you're not even really hitting pause because you still have to go to work, you still have to take care of your family, you still have to take care of yourself, you still have to do the motions. But are you actually living? Have you asked yourself really deep questions to actually, to for your thoughts in your intuition to trust your actions? And that's where this episode comes in. So in 2023, it was one of the most dystopian years that I've ever lived. And I actually had a conversation um, earlier today with one of my friends and we were talking about how just dystopian 2023 was. It was like just, it wasn't just me. She was also feeling it too. It was like one week it was like this and then the next it was like a drop. And it literally felt like, and when I say drop, because it felt like a roller coaster where like it slowly builds up and you're like, yes, 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 yes. And then it's like, zoom, down, right? So with all that being said, that's what 2023, my entire year felt like that. It was win for one week and then something crazy happened the next week. Okay, I guess 2023 was like the year seven, which meant like inner work, inner relationship. Look, I don't know. I don't know if that's like science. I don't know. I just read it somewhere and I'm like, well... That was for me. That's what it was for me. It was a lot of inner work. It was a lot of asking myself very difficult questions. I went through a lot more inner work than I have in a very, very long time in 2023. Now, that does not mean that I stopped working on myself or that I didn't do the inner work. It just, 2023 was just heavy. So I, I it, it was like, it was like, I was forced to pause and do speed limit 45, which I'll explain what that was and what that is. I forced myself to slow down and ask myself, what is happening? What am I doing? Me and my husband, we were having these like obnoxious arguments that were like weird. Like even for us, it was weird. And I don't know if if you're married or or if you're in a relationship or anything like that, but those things can get heavy super super fast, right? And when when you are going through, you know, you're buying a house that's not livable because that's what we did. I'll tell you guys real quickly what what ended up happening. So we signed on a house in August and we didn't move until January of 2023. So this month is actually a year since we've moved into the house. <sighs> Let me tell you, this house was just, when I say like we gutted, no, that's like, that's not stating enough of what we did with this house. We tore off walls. We tore off windows. We tore off everything, uh, insulation through in the walls, 
everything, the floors, the plumbing, the everything. We tore it all out. It was just, in Romanian, we have a saying where it's just the walls and the ceiling. It's called a red house. So, like, that's all it was. It was just a red house. It was just walls with a, with, with a roof. That's it. Because even the ceiling at one point was, like, in some parts of the house was not even there. So, it was just, it was wild what we did. And we didn't plan on having, like, we, we originally wanted to flip the house. But then we were like, this is not a flip anymore. This is, like, the... I, and I saw a lot of my husband's mentality through this renovation because it's one thing when like this is what my husband does he he renovates homes he does granite on the side but this is what he does and it's one thing when you hear someone do it and you see the final result right and most likely so like when when we lived together in in, in Madrid I I had my doubts actually about my husband because Romanians. <laughs> Romanians are either truck drivers or they're construction slash renovators. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love I love my home country. I love my, my people. But that's the truth. And when I met him, he was like, oh, yeah, like I do construction. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, and I kind of rolled my eyes. And when I went, when I lived with him in, in Madrid, I went to go visit him. And I actually helped him in a few jobs uh, with like some painting, handing him some tools, uh, some stapling on the ground, you know, stuff like that. Just things here and there, nothing too crazy, okay? Because, <laughs> look, I'm not good at that stuff. <laughs> but, and, and it's also not that big of, like, a like an interest for me. Anyways, and when I saw him work on other people's projects, I was like, wow, he's great. Oh, my goodness, how creative. Oh, my God. Oh, like, he's actually good. He's not like all these other men, you know, saying, yeah, I'm a construction worker and, you know, they put down tile and, you know, the floor is uneven and, you know, all this other stuff. Like, right? Like, like my husband goes above and beyond to make sure that everything is okay. Well, when we got our house, it was the all or nothing mentality that I saw in my husband that I was like, why can't, why couldn't we do like one section at a time of the house? And I, I totally get it because it was like plumbing had to be redone. There wasn't insulation and proper insulation and in the walls and, you know, the windows and stuff like that, which I get. But like the day that we moved into the house, that was the same day that my husband put in the toilet in the house. So like it really wasn't ideal. And I was more afraid because we had two small children, right, as a acting like they're not small now because they're so small. My, my son is about to be five. Uh, in next week and my daughter is going to be three in March but like it just it was really difficult and that struck up a lot of you know anxiety it struck up a lot of energy an energy that I didn't want to I didn't want to inflict in my business in my life in anything and it kind of it kind of went like this I was really anxious and really stressed out. And then the first 45 days that we moved in, 15 out of those days, so out of the 45, 15 of them, we didn't have power because first there was an ice storm and then we randomly lost power again. So it was just one thing after the other and it was a bizarre time. And I'm the kind of person that 
I'm not going to tell you like all the things. And my husband is the opposite. My husband till this day, love this man to death. Don't, don't think that like, we're like bashing my husband right now. This is just facts. Love him to death. Even till this day, I ask him like, how was your day? Or like, how's your day going? You know, I'll call him up in the middle of the day or whatever. Right. Or he'll like send me a text of like a funny joke or something. Right. And he goes on. I don't know if this man breathes when he explains to me about his day. He just goes on and on and about every single detail and about how he felt and about what happened. And like, he'll even tell me like the sun was really pretty this morning. I'm like, dude, what, (laughs) you know? But I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. But on that same token, that was what was really hard about seeing someone that you love, adore, support, appreciate, go through this all or nothing mindset and like kind of be closed off. Because again, we didn't foresee this much renovation going on in the house. Plus all these other extra bits of life happening to you. And at the beginning of 2023, I made sure that I had my non-negotiables down and my non-negotiables were these and they still are till this day. Okay. We're going to, we're going to, after I say the non-negotiables, I'm going to come back to 2023 and what ended up happening and why I decided to go all in on all these other things happening and why this is possible for you, chronic illness and everything. Okay. So my non-negotiables, number one, Number one is going outside in the morning, okay? If you cannot go outside, get morning light. Open up your your window, open up your blinds, whatever you got to do, get that morning light, even if it's not sunlight, okay? Even if it is not sunlight, get that morning light in. There was a phenomenal uh, uh, research um, recently done. It was a very small research, so it's nothing like, Uh, like that stable of a research, but it was a small research and it proved quite a lot. It was about 22 people that were um, tested uh, about the difference between their vitamin D levels and their gut microbe when they had morning light or uh, ultraviolet light. So pretty much natural light or quote unquote fake light, you know, that kind of stuff, right? And it actually showed that people who just have natural light more times during the day actually had an increase in really great bacteria, uh, including bifidobacteria and lactobacteria. Both are very necessary in um, stabilizing your homeostasis and your immune system. And they also found out that their vitamin D was, wasn't different versus the people that got the, ultra, the ultraviolet light. So it was a really, really great study. So this is what I'm saying, like, like be the elite in the basics. That's it. Like we are thinking that we need to be outside for hours, 10 minutes, 10 minutes is all it takes. I'm outside in my like robe, my robe. And then sometimes I have a vest on because <laughs> it's, it's winter here. It's, I will, I will admit it's been a pretty light winter, but still, and you know, I'll have my breakfast and then my kids wake up. And then we kind of hang out together and around 9, 10 a.m., I'm outside. But before that, I just open up the blinds and I'm just like looking out my window for 10 minutes. I'm just kind of breathing. I'm letting my brain wake up by itself. I'm not touching my phone, that kind of thing. So when I say outside a.m. morning light, that's what I mean. 
like 10 minutes, just let your brain wake up with a morning light. Number two, intentional movement slash make gym as part of my schedule. Okay. So this is the number two non-negotiables that I have set up for the beginning of 2023. And I have, I am sticking with them full throttle. The reason why I say that is make it part of your schedule is literally that. Whatever schedule you run on, on what, whatever, however, if you have a small business, if you have a nine to five, if you have a part time, if you're, if you don't have a job and you're a stay at home mom, which that's still a job. If you, if you're living life, okay, and you want to help your bloating, your skin health, your sleep, your hunger and fullness cues, your weight management, your chronic illness symptoms. If you want to do that, get intentional movement as part of your schedule. And notice this, intentional movement slash make gym as part of my schedule. Not intentional movement or make gym. So, or not or, sorry, and. So it, it's or, not an and, okay? Intentional movement is movement such as things like you're like, I'm going to vacuum the entire house. That's a movement. I'm going to play with my kids. That's a movement, okay? Especially if your kids are anything like like mine. <laughs> they are climbing. They are running. They are going underneath the chairs. They're doing all sorts of stuff. Play with them. That's intentional movement. Anything that gets your heart rate a little bit up. Walking, also the same. Um, uh, stretching, also intentional movement. Um Doing that, just move the body and supporting the lymphatic system, which is another non-negotiable, but it's down the list. And that will be explained why. But intentional movement, get the blood flow going, okay? May or gym as part of the schedule. So I'm going to give you a real life example on, on what I do. So right now, I'm going to pull out my schedule real quick. So right now, I have my schedule in front of me, okay? So I have, as I'm, because we're, we're in January right now, right? So this is what I have. I have the entire month of January planned when I'm going to go to the gym. So I have January 2nd and 3rd and 5th gym. January 8th, 10th, and 12th gym. January 16th, 17th, and 19th gym. January 22nd, 24th, 26th gym. January 30th and 31st gym. So I know the entire, my entire month is laid out what I'm doing at the gym or, and, or, and that I am moving my body. So I'm going to the gym or I'm moving my body. Okay. The other days that I don't have gym written out on my calendar, the other days I'm stretching, I'm taking a walk outside, um, I'm doing yard work. Uh, I'm playing with my kids, I'm vacuuming my whole house, maybe I want to clean, clean my house, maybe I want to, right? But I'm moving, okay? That, so that was the second non-negotiable. Number three, breathing exercises. There's two exercises off the bat that I teach all my clients, and you're about to hear, hear them. And then another one that isn't so popular that works. So the first one is the 575 breathing. 575 is exactly that. You are breathing in for five seconds, holding your breath for seven, and exhaling slowly for five seconds. Doing that for about three to five minutes. 
with a little break in between, okay? That's the first breathing. The second breathing is box breathing or the 444 breathing. So the 444 breathing is one of the easier breathing techniques you can practice, and but this is specifically for your anxiety. The 575 breathing is more or less for your nervous system. So I guess it, you can say it's for anxiety, but mm, not the same way. It's more of like just just bringing your body back to the reality, really. Okay, so so the box breathing is more for like anxiety. So it's I feel like it's the perfect quick fix for reducing your stress and really kind of distracting your mind from your body, right? So that four for four works like this. You're gonna hold your breath for, or I'm sorry, you're gonna take a breath, then exhale on the count of four. Hold your breath for four and inhale for four. Then again, hold your breath for four. Hopefully that made sense. And then the third breathing is called Renaissance breathing or coherent breathing. I think it's another great way to reduce anxiety and respond positively to stress and bring out a more relaxed self. In order to start the Renaissance breathing or, or the coherent breathing, you have to lie down flat and close your eyes. Breathe in slowly through your nose to the count of six. Careful not to fully inflate your lungs, okay? This is just kind of like a gentle inhale, okay? And then gently exhale for six seconds. Through the process, you're going to do this about 10 times, focus on your body and how it feels with the air in and out. Typically, people put, the, put their hands on their chest or their hand on their belly so they can feel, literally physically feel their body inflate and deflate, okay? So that was the third non-negotiable. Number four is Sunday scheduling or one month ahead scheduling for family events. When I say this, Sunday scheduling, I mean it. You think, you think that I enjoy having my, my time uh, uh, be like, you know, every single Sunday I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh my God, yes, like I need to know every single thing. No, I don't. And I also don't enjoy not knowing what's happening. So instead, I picked that uh, uh, every Sunday, me and my husband, we sit together and we plan one month ahead for family events. This means date night. This means kids' stuff, whatever they got. You know, our son is in, our son is in karate. Um, our daughter isn't in anything yet, but she's going to start gymnastics soon. Um, uh, birthday parties, uh, anything anything for our kids and with our kids and with our with each other with family 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 day out whatever it is whatever it is in december we had two date nights and one family outing and that was planned back in november so really being able to to not feel so uptight with your time because you have these things with your family that's going to help you along the way too and it's going to make you feel better because you're like oh i know as an example in december we had two date nights and one family outing well the one date night was at the beginning of december and the other one was kind of like mid-december and the week before before the second date night we actually had a family outing so it was like the first three weeks in december we had something going on so it was it was really uh, about communication and planning ahead 
uh, my client calls, it was planning ahead when I'm having my self-care days or the days that I'm like, I'm going to take it easy. Um, it's, it, it just, it felt way less, way less anxious and way less, um, rushed when I, when I see the calendar and I say, oh, that's, this is what I'm doing this month gives us a wider picture to look at um, because we already know the motions that we're going through day to day, right? Like we already know, you know, wake up and brush your teeth and have breakfast and then have coffee and then go to the gym and then uh, check in with my clients and then, right? Like, like this is the motions. But when you take out the decision fatigue, of what you are doing that day, you have a wider bandwidth and you actually find yourself way more present when you're able to do that. So that was the fourth. The fifth non-negotiable is lymphatic support. So I mentioned it when I was talking about the intentional movement um, slash making gym as part of your schedule. The lymphatic support this is why intentional movement is lymphatic support because you are helping your body um, move the, the, the blood, which is really lymphatic support. However, the lymphatic system, I did a whole class about this in, um, in April of 2023. Um, the lymphatic system is the only support or the only system that needs our support. I want you to think of the lymphatic system as the plumbing system in your house. Okay. I know. I know I'm talking about renovations and you know, this is, this is where my mind is at. This is just where we're at right now. This is the phase in my life where I'm at and it's what my mind came up with. And the lymphatic system, if your lymphatic system is clogged up, a lot of other things are going to be wrong, just like in the house. So if the plumbing is backed up, it can be backed up because, and just, just being really real right now, it can be it could be backed up because your child put wipes in the toilet. It could be backed up because uh, because you flushed down food down the toilet or whatever, right? It could be backed up for um, maybe your pipes froze, um, you know, natural occurrences, right? It can be backed up for so many reasons. But ultimately, to get it unplugged, you need a physical pressure and a physical mechanical movement to get it unstuck or unclogged. So when you are having water retention, when you're having bloating, when you're having skin issues, when you're having insomnia, when you're feeling like your body is heavy, even if you're in PMS, because this is very common. People tell me like, oh, I'm bloating and I have these things only, only before my period. Yeah. Listen, honey, that's not normal. Just because it's common is not normal. So supporting your lymphatic system should be a non-negotiable and it's as simple as movement if that is not enough that's why i talk about dry brushing this is why i talk about dry brushing get yourself a dry brush off amazon they're literally like 30 bucks and those are like the high-end ones they're amazing and just dry brush and just brush towards your heart there are tons and tons of great videos on youtube that actually show you how to dry brush and honestly, chef's kiss, because that those are the videos that I also send even to my clients because they're that great. And they explain, they, it's just in like, 
it, like even for like your arms, your legs, uh, uh, the way that you should uh, dry brush your belly, your back, your neck, everything. And I do this daily. I don't do my whole body daily, but I do some sort of dry brushing daily. Again, it's a non-negotiable. Whether it's just my arms one day, whether it's just my feet, whether it's feet and arms, whether it's just my neck, but your girl is dry brushing, okay? Number six, communication with hubby. And I would put this as in, as like bold, highlight, whatever, whatever you want to do with that, but communication with your significant other, okay? The reason why this is a non-negotiable, because communication is actually a life skill. It's not something that we are born with. We are born knowing how to walk. We are born knowing how to chew. We are born knowing how to do a lot of things that we don't think about, okay? Communication is not one of them, okay? I was a terrible communicator. Terrible. I tell the story to every single person that I know, and I'm about to tell it right now. It's a really quick story about when I started therapy. I went to two therapists before, before I landed with Jacqueline, my therapist now. And I've been with her since I was like 2021. 20, Obviously, I did not see her when I was living in Spain. When I came back about six months later, I started seeing her again. And um, the reason I came back to Jacqueline, the reason why Jacqueline will forever be my therapist in some shape or form is because she had so much patience with me. And when I say this, I mean it. I sat there for the first three almost three months, just nodding, smiling, and answering yes and no. That's it. That's it. I want you to imagine like like you're having a conversation with someone and you're like, how was your day? They're like, it was good. And you're like, okay, what'd you do today? Uh-huh. <laughs> and that was it. That was, it was, I was not, I was not good at it yet. The power of yet, right? And because I had, I had seeked help with communication, I had seeked help with, okay, how, how do I make someone else understand that I'm not okay, right? Because n nobody can read my mind. Nobody can be like, oh yeah, like Jada is really low in energy today, so I can take out the trash and wash the dishes. Cool right? Like no, no one can do that. I have to verbalize this, right? So I, I, I started being better at communication. I don't even think I'm really good at it yet, but I, I feel like I'm much, much better. And my husband, as I told you earlier, he's phenomenal at it. He will tell you every single detail, right? Even the details that I'm like, wow, I did not expect to know that, you know, and he'll tell you about it. And the beauty of that is because when you are, again, coming back to this whole renovation thing in 2023, is that when you are with, when you are with someone that communicates, 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 you, we typically have the psychological uh, um, mirror back or reflection back that we don't need to communicate because they're doing all the communication, but that is not farther from the truth and that's not that's not healthy. You can't have just one person communicate all their stuff, right? Because that other person also has their needs and their desires and, you know, you're a team, right? And so doing the renovations and doing all that stuff 
I bottled a lot of stuff up for the sake of my husband because I felt like because I had I went from not communicating to communicating where I communicated without a filter and that wasn't okay either so then it was like 2023 really forced me to be like communicate and learn how to communicate all the things so you both are on the same page because you know that that person also wants what's best for you so I held so I bottled it in and you know we're doing we're going through this renovation we're going through all this stuff um we took a trip to Chicago in February which was like a really good break from all this other stuff going on and then we came back and like I said we didn't have power again which was just wild um and then it was my birthday in April and then um and then uh uh April, uh May June passed how they passed it was kind of like a blur kind of it just happened so fast and then July came and that's when I started doing uh speed limit 45 speed limit 45 is a challenge that I gave myself uh after I had a very in-depth uh uh, meeting with Jacqueline with my therapist and pretty much it, it, this this happened because I truly I got pulled over speeding and it, I ended up being pulled over right in the parking lot at my therapist office <laughs> and he gave me a warning I didn't get a ticket it was fine everything was fine I was going like 10 over because I was late to the therapy and she's telling me she's like you need to go slower and I was so puzzled because I was like, slower? I was like, what do you mean slower? And she's like, listen, I want you to start opening up packages slower. When your kids ask you to open up their cereal, slower. When you're walking, slower. And I was still, I was still like itching my head and looking at her confused. And it wasn't until she gave me like more explanation about fast versus doing things fast and just doing things to get them done it was really really eye-opening so I gave myself that challenge the speed limit 45 challenge so I did it from July until the beginning of September and it literally changed my brain it literally changed my brain it was I went from to always doing something one after the other one after the other not to say that I wasn't resting or that I wasn't doing things for myself because let's keep in mind these are we're talking about my non-negotiables right now these are things that I do every single day right but it was really teaching me and this actually goes to the last non-negotiable number seven is to slow down and actually let my kids help me and ask for my kids to also team up with me and help the house. And that's what I say, let's help the house, right? Because it's not just for me, right? Like cleaning up after yourself is just also helping the house, right? So slowing down meant that I'm doing things slower, and one of the biggest things and how I knew that this was really the way to go and really the way that I'm going to be uh, was when I was like about five days in into the speed limit 45 and my kids for the first time ever, they had 24 hours with no tantrum. Okay. This is a big deal. I repeat, my kids did not have one tantrum in 24 hours. And then the more days that went by, 
the more days they didn't have tantrums. This still stands firm today. If even even if when they're tired, they're like, yes, they're gonna have tantrums. Yes, they're gonna be a little bit more big emotions, but that's okay too, because that's also giving us a chance to reconnect. It's always giving us chances to just okay, like no worries, right? When I understood at when you get to a point in your chronic illness journey, you get to a point where you're like, this is the next the next step to evolve. When you know already what's going on with your body, when you know what to eat, little side note, I also had a little bit of a health scare towards the end of 2023, which I'll also talk about, but I had a little bit of a health scare. And I know that it's because it's been stress upon stress upon stress upon stress. But the health scare wasn't even nearly, it was, it was, it was the dirt under my pinky nail small compared to what would happen before, in the years before. And mind you, before, before any of this, I didn't have two kids, a house, a husband. I just had me and a job in school. That's what I had before. And I'm not saying, I'm not comparing that that's not stress, but it's a different kind of stress. Because when you're going through the schooling and through the job and you only have to take care of you, your responsibility is you. Oh my God, the, 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 the world is, is different. It's different when you're like, okay, no, I also have to keep two children alive. And then you're like, no, I also have to educate them. And now I have to parent them. And then you got to do all these things for your child to behave well, to pretty much not turn out as buttholes, really, right? To not be lazy and to not be buttholes, right? And so you have to go through this like deep inner thought of like, okay, what am I doing with my life? And I let my kids help me. And yeah, like I said, they help me and they help the house. And a lot of times we don't want to do that because they slow you down. We're, we're kind of like reluctant to let other people do something because we're like, yeah, that's going to slow me down. Or sometimes like in, in just the way I used to be, and really I'm getting a lot better in this too, is like if I am communicating with my husband, which is my number six for non-negotiables, if I am communicating with my husband and he is vacuuming and he is washing the dishes, I'm going to let it be. I'm going to trust that he knows how to do those things and it is what it is. It is what it is. I need my body to function like yesterday. And if I'm at the point where I need to communicate with my husband like, hey, I'm not feeling like doing any of this right now. Like I really just want to lay down here because I really need to rest. My, my, my body is saying rest. Then that is what it is. Let go, let go of this image that your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, your aunt, your uncle, your mother, your sister, your your the, your favorite influencer, your whatever that your house is supposed to look or feel or smell in a certain way. Let it go. Let it go. None of that is going to be good anyways if you can't get up the second day and do what needs to be done. So let it go. I'm, I'm going to repeat the non-negotiables. Um, so number one, outside AM morning light, 
Number two, intentional movement slash make gym as part of my schedule. Number three, breathing exercises. Number four, Sunday scheduling about one month ahead of scheduling for family events. Number five, lymphatic support. Number six, communication with hubby. Um, Number seven, slow down. Those are my non-negotiables. Through all that, I know that in, in my heart of all hearts, this is the year that I'm going after all the things that I was told that I couldn't do or that I wouldn't do. Even though I knew that I had this, I had this really crazy desire to always help kids, and that's what the nonprofit is going to be about, is actually giving back to the community that I came from, aka orphanages and abandoned uh, kids and adults. That's what I want to do. And I want to make my own path. In fact, that's my that's my phrase for 2024 is make your own path. I have dedicated 11 years of my childhood to gymnastics. I do not regret a freaking thing. The girls I got to grow up with, the women that they've become, and I see them and I know them and we're still talking to each other. We're still really good friends. The places that I got to travel, you know, I've traveled to 34 states. That's incredible. And that's all due to gymnastics. I defied gravity. I did what I loved. And the time passed regardless. That's why I don't regret it. Whether I was winning nationals or not, some of my best, 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 best childhood memories was made in the gym. Whether it was my first double back, whether it was my first triple full, my first stock beam routine as a level as a level eight, or my first compulsory routine, or my first handstand on beam, or the the sleepovers that we used to have and it was just so fun. It was just all girls and then we'd make up a dance at like twelve at like twelve midnight, you know. It was so fun. Those were my best childhood memories, and I don't regret it because I loved it. It doesn't pass, time doesn't pass by slower because you're going to do something you genuinely are not, not happy with over something that doesn't fire you up. I'm always reminded of Matthew Allen. Shout out to Matthew Allen. <laughs> He's going to be proud of me right now with what I'm about to say. Do things that light you up because that's what you're meant to do anyways. The success follows. I'm going to repeat that again. Do things that light you up because that's what you're meant to do anyways. The success will follow. I'm going to ask you a question right now. If you didn't have a chronic illness, what would you be doing right now? Would you still be at your job right now that you don't like? Would you still be in the house that you're in right now? Would you still be in the situations that you're in right now? Would you? If the answer is no, do something different. In order to have different results, you need to do something different. I'm not something, I'm not someone special or, you know, I I don't have anything that special about me. I really don't. The only thing that I know to be true since 
I was young is that I don't take no for an answer. <laughs> I'm very persistent in that. And that I always want to keep evolving. I don't think that I was I was adopted by chance by literally by a hanging freaking thread after being after being abandoned and kept a secret for my first two years of my life and then put in an orphanage that was just really terrible. And mind you, like it was terrible and it still wasn't the worst of the worst of the worst. To be adopted and to have all these opportunities that I have and that I've had in my life, the education, the because I've met my I've met my entire biological family and only one of them knows how to read and write. The rest don't. They don't it, we're we are in 2024. And we are still talking about people that do not know how to read and write because they could not afford education. And we're not talking about a third world country. This is, these are the situations that biologically I was born into and I was given by God's grace, really, that this opportunity that I can do something else with my life. Okay, yeah. I was dealt this card of chronic illness and these chronic illness symptoms. Yeah, I was. But I did something about it. And that's what I want you to understand. That's why this episode is here right now. I'm not saying this because I think I'm hot shit. I don't think, I'm not saying this because I think that I'm, you know, the most fabulous person alive and that like, I'm like, oh yeah, like, ooh, look at me. No. Get your thoughts through a filter and be like, if Jetta can do it, I can do it. And I literally want you to say that. If a person like me that has been through insane amount of adversity came on top and continues to be like, hey, cool, we have an online practice. Let's go for our doctorates now. It took a lot to make that decision. In fact, in 2022, I wanted to go be, I wanted to start nutrition therapy practitioner. And actually this house stopped that from happening because when I was supposed to start the semester, we signed on the house. And I said, that's going to be way too much for me. I can't do it. See what I'm saying? Like even that one small pivot in my life got me to where I am today. And it's actually, this is actually where I'm supposed to be doing and what I'm supposed to be doing. And the desire, the desire originally is that I know that eventually I want to further my education. I know that whether it was nutrition therapy practitioner, whether it was in something else, but I knew that I wanted to further my education. I found something that lights me the F up. It lights me up in a way that no other, no other, I don't even know what to say because it's not even like a job. This is just something that I just enjoy doing. And yeah, I think you should end up, I should, I think you should, Find something that you love doing and being paid well for it. I do. If if uh, if chairs was was the way of life, then I would want more chairs. But it's money, so we need money to sustain life, right? So I do think that. But this nutrition stuff just lights me up. So I'm gonna keep going in that direction. 
Nothing that I've done up until now lights me up as much as nutrition. And that's why I'm really confident in making that decision and going for my doctorates. I know I'll be in school for at least 10 years, but like I said, time is going to pass regardless. I might as well get a doctorate's degree out of that. It's going to take a long time. Oh well. I love it. If I've spent 11 years of gymnastics and I don't regret nothing about it, then I can do this. Even more so now than probably before. I think it takes other steps in life to be able to say, yup, this is what I'm going to do. I challenge you today to think about what is it that you are really, really wanting to do. And I repeat this question. If it wasn't for your chronic illness, where would you be right now? And then go after it because you can. If it means that you need to, I don't know, do switch your job, if you need to do things, do it. The success will follow. And I know, I get it, I get it. Like, it's scary thinking of like, losing your job or changing your career or doing these things. I get it. But also like you're an adult and you know what you're capable of. You know that. So so I'm not saying, and this is why I, I was talking about my husband earlier before, is because the all or nothing mentality is what just blew my mind about my husband. Because someone that communicates so well and someone that is like, and very like emotionally intelligent and can can just make me feel so free and so you know like I have the craziest and wildest dreams and my husband is just like over here like rooting for me and like just just doing all the things and supporting me then we can there's ways there's ways if, if you have the desire, you will find the way to do it. I'm going to take one example. I know I know a, a close friend of mine. She's been in a job that she hates for 30 years. I think even o- a little over 30 years. And she hates it. And she told me earlier today that her boss thinks that, she's at, that he's actually going to retire in July. So in like six months from now. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, yes, you do. You do know what to do. And she's a very creative person and she creates a lot of unique designs for people on like handbags and shirts and, you know, stuff like that. And she's an amazing person. So she knows what she wants to do, but she's too scared. So I told her, I said, maybe you don't have to fully go in on that. Maybe you can find something else that will sustain your life. Plus, you also get to do this other arts and in in a creative side of you, you get to do that on the side. But don't be stuck there. Don't settle. Okay? Always evolve. Like, the Amish people, the Amish people, them themselves are also evolving. And I I use the Amish community because they don't have electricity, they do life a little bit differently, they have a different mindset but they're also still evolving. Like, yeah, their values and their morals have not changed, 
but they're still evolving. You see what I mean? Like you don't have to change who you are. And this is, and this is another thing that, um, that I, I want you to understand through all the things that I am deciding to do, to go back to school, to start a nonprofit, to, you know, homeschool my kids, to do all these things, my values and my morals have, have remained the same. That's why I'm able to make the seven non-negotiables because I still want to be athletic. I still want my family to be the center of my plans. I still want to have my self-care days and my, my, um, I call, I call them the Sundays that I date myself, right? So where Sundays I'll go and take myself out to lunch and then go to a bookstore and hang out there and then come kind of like for Sunday dinner. We make Sunday dinner together and that's that. So we have Sundays where we do that. So I want to be able to still do those things. I want in, in, I know it's hard to like, be like, Hey, like you can't have your cake and eat it too, but you can, you can, if you give yourself grace, I'm giving, I'm, I'm saying 10 years to finish my doctorate's degree because I'm being really honest with myself. I probably could finish it in eight, maybe six, but why, why? I have the time in the place in the in the bandwidth to do one class a semester. And yes, that is possible. The admissions team already was like, yes, like yes, this is a very possible thing for you to do. So you can do that. Like keep self-advocating and keep staying really strong on your values and your morals. Everything else comes. It aligns. It will happen for you. If you have, if you didn't have a chronic illness, would you still be doing what you do? If the answer is no, change something. If you want different results, do something different. Thank you for tuning in into today's episode. I hope this got you fired up. I hope this got you ready to level up your journey in 2024. I'll see you on the next episode. Till then, remember, rest, but don't quit.